The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pride to Detroit podcast is brought to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. It's the jerky that fuels your Detroit Lions. That's right. Righteous Felon Jerky and meat sticks are available to Lions players at the training facilities at Allen Park. Each two ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein and each stick has eight grams of protein. Trust me, if it's good enough for the Lions, it's going to be good enough for you too. Righteous Felon is based in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and they use locally sourced all-natural Black Angus beef, and they pride themselves on superior quality, revolutionary branding, and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offerings. And now through the end of December, you can go to RighteousFelon.com and use the discount code POD20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. That's promo code POD20 at RighteousFelon.com, valid through 12-31-2022. Welcome to First Bite, our Detroit Lions preview podcast, week 17, the penultimate week of the regular season. My name is Jeremy Reisman. I'm the producer over at Pride of Detroit. You can find me at Detroit Online on Twitter. With me, as always, to help preview the upcoming Lions game. My co-host for First Bite, Senior Editor of Pride of Detroit, at Ryan underscore POD on Twitter. Ryan Matthews is here. Ryan, how we doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays to you as well. Uh, we got we actually got to have ourselves a little, little holiday party shindig last night, which is fun. We- we did. I was gonna say we 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 took some time away from the podcast. I know you did the mailbag, but like I haven't been on air a since bit. since that uh, that game happened, and I'm not mad about that either. So <laughs> yeah, we we don't need to talk about it at all. In fact, because uh, we're we're moving on to the Chicago Bears, finishing off the season with two division games. The Lions obviously got to have both of them to even get a little realistic shot at the playoffs. So we kick things off. Uh, with that Chicago Bears team. And as always, we like to bring in a special guest to help talk about it. And this week, we are bringing back an old friend of ours. Uh, you may remember him from his Windy City Gridiron days. Now, he's a staff writer for uh, for the win of uh, the USA Today publication. Robert Zaglinski is here. Robert, how are we doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, nice to see you all thriving so well with the stream that's really exploding, despite the Lions not having a playoff win at the same time. Okay. All right. He's All right. I just, have to, I just have to get a, I just have to get an old joke out of the way. That, that's probably it's dated by now. I just think. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think I think we understand why Robert needed to get that out of the way because 
My dad's past membership down because he's playing <laughs> videos on his computer. How unprofessional! Already interrupting the pot line. He's One just a disruptor. Second. Sorry, sorry, that was an autoplay. That was <laughs> just play. just My leave dad. it up to Zaglinski to cause some general chicanery, you know. Just like old times. Uh, all right, all right. Let's let's move past whatever just happened there, uh, and let's let's do what we always do here. We we like to talk about the opponent's offense first, going against the Lions' defense, and uh, the Bears certainly have an interesting offense, which is probably more than you could say for the past few years. It hasn't been interesting. Certainly been interesting with Justin Fields. We 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 know pretty much everything he can do with his legs. Um, he did plenty of it last time these two teams played. But uh, Robert, talk to me about his. Uh, maturation as, as a passer is is he is he to a level that you're excited about uh okay with um because obviously the passing stance aren't quite there I know there's a ton of injuries happening at the wide receiver position that wasn't very strong to begin with so um yeah where just start with Justin Fields himself and and, and how he looks as a passer right now yeah, I think there's obviously still a lot of work to do. And unfortunately, they don't really have the pieces. Like, they can't block drop back at all to have him really grow, I think, in, in, a, in a pace you want. But from, like, week one to now, uh, is he's, he's starting to work through hot routes. He's starting to, like, actually see blitzes and adjust protections. There's a little bit more of a quick game, not necessarily enough to the point where they're like, okay, wow, they can they can past 35 times a game and there's actually something consistent and efficient here but it's clear that there's comfort despite his circumstances there's a growing comfort i'd like to see more i'd like to see him uh ideally at least in these last two weeks if he's going to continue playing despite the bears not really having much else to play for um i'd like to see him continue doing that but there's been there's it's obvious he's starting to work within the confines of like an nfl passing game whatever whatever cobbled up you can you can you can get out of that well i, I want to talk a little bit more about about fields and, and and him as a passer specifically because um i think a lot of alliance fans can find solace in, in in that at least this year right um and you know i i want to talk about like the sack numbers because the bears are 32nd in adjusted sack rate uh they've allowed 50 sacks this year like how much of that is on the line how much of that is on fields just trying to like ad lib and 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 you know save a play that isn't worth saving. I think a lot of the time it is fields that that's just like ingrained in his like DNA as a he's a, he's a big game hunter, right? Like he's going he's always going to try to go for the big play. He's going to scramble around even when there isn't something there and someone will chase him down from behind you know, in the last two months, they haven't really been able to chase him from behind, but you know, th- that'll come out of him. Uh, but for the most part, I think it's the offensive line. Like this team cannot block drop back at all. This team, this team, like you, you have like those pass block win rate numbers. You have like those advanced statistics that paint this team as with the top 10 offensive line. I think they have one legitimate NFL starter up front because they can't block drop back at all. And it's a detriment to him It's a detriment to him. I think even when, even if they were to get an offensive line, because everyone's trying to build a better wall up front that you'll still see like silly sacks that he'll take just because he's trying to extend the play too much. But most of it is from the group they have. Well, I, yeah, I want to dive into that a lot because uh, I'm sure you may have seen the discourse um, with, with some of the advanced stats and, and Lions fans going nuts because Bears offensive line is, is rated above the lines and in, in, in a lot of 
advanced metrics, whether whether it is pass rush win rate or, or run block win rate or um, you know, PFF scores, all, all this sort of stuff seems to paint this this Bears offensive line as, as decent. You know, I think I think PFF they do their weekly ratings and the Bears are eleventh. So, you know, not bad. Um, I think I think the lines are a little bit higher than that. But either way, tell tell me where I guess like let, let's let's dig into the specific which which players I guess are, are struggling. Um, is it is it pass protection mostly that they're struggling with? Um, or, or is run blocking an issue as well? And and maybe where's where's an area of weakness that the lines might exploit? I think pass protection in general is an issue for them. I mean, Sam Mustafer at center is probably the worst center in the league. He's the bane of many Bears <laughs> supporters' existence. Uh, Braxton Jones, a fifth-round pick. Uh, shown some promise, especially as a run blocker, but very, very raw. Can't really handle the ball rush. He's at the, at the left tackle. Uh, right tackle, they have a bunch of like glorified swing guys. Y'all, y'all might remember familiar friend Riley Reef. There's Larry Borum, but there's like, you know, there's not really – those are guys that you'd play – if someone was injured, those, those, those aren't regular starters. And then even like the bright spot, like Tevin Jenkins, Tevin Jenkins uh, has had some injury issues lately. He had the, the a little bit of a neck scare uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's the only one that you would really necessarily like can count on as a consistent, like anchor uh, run blocking, I think is more of a product of, them having this kind of like zone read offense and fields being the best athlete generally on the field, every game they play. So he kind of elevates that aspect, but yeah, the pass protection is nowhere. Uh, I think y'all saw in the last, in the first game around, even the lions have some nice pieces, but everybody does that to the bears offensive line. Everybody can get after fields. If he's not running around, if he doesn't have a quarterback power or whatever, everybody can get after him and pressure him because they can't block. Well, I have a question about the running game for for the Bears, Um, aside from Justin Fields. I I think we have it well established that any quarterback that has a set of legs is going to be a problem um, for the Detroit Lions. Uh, But I want to know more about their their running backs, because it it seems like, you know, David Montgomery is kind of getting a he's having a quote unquote down season. Um, But then you have Khalil Herbert, who seems to be this darling amongst everybody. It's like, oh, look at his, you know, 5.7 yards of carry. And he's, you know, so efficient. And I I think sometimes people get wrapped up in the stats a little bit too much. And they they start kind of overreaching and saying like, oh, like in Detroit, it's DeAndre Swift should be getting the ball more and more and more. Like is Khalil Herbert capable of still being that explosive dynamic player that the Bears have in terms of the explosive plays that he provides? If, if he got more of a, you know, more of the workload, more of the carries. I think so. I, I, I don't, I think David Montgomery is probably a more complete back. Like he does, he does, he can actually pass block. That's where Khalil, that's why the reason Khalil Herbert doesn't really play. Okay. That's what I needed to hear. Yeah. The pass protection and David Montgomery is definitely a better receiver out of the backfield. But if we're talking someone in terms of a fit in Luke Getze's like running scheme, Khalil Herbert is better. Like I would actually rather see him get more carries. David Montgomery, uh, they've, they've they started to obviously give him more time in the, the time that Khalil Herbert was injured. But, you know, that's someone probably more short yardage, probably someone more in the goal line, third and one, fourth and one, whatever. That's fair. Um, all right. Um, we, we avoided it long enough for you, but let's talk about this, uh, the Bears receiving core where they're at right now. Obviously Mooney out for the rest of the year beyond that Claypool. I know he returned to practice today, limited, um, the, the, the lesser St. Brown also dealing with, uh, with an injury or concussion, I believe who is left. Um, is there anyone the lines need to be afraid of even in the slightest? 
No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, because like on no, honestly, like this team, uh, they'll never obviously admit it, but the the, the grind poles went into the season clearly trying to take at this point. I wasn't in belief. And now you have Dante Pettis injured. Now you have yeah. Mooney injured. Now you have Claypool injured. Like this is this is a roster. Whoever whoever's going to be playing on Sundays, those are glorified fifth and sixth guys. Like you'll have to scheme them open, but they're not going to get open by themselves. Um, it'll be it'll be Fields throwing them open or something. Like there's legitimately no reason to be afraid of them. Hey, have, I, have, oh, go ahead, really quick. Have 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 they done a good job doing that with with some of those scheming guys open? Is that something that, like I said, I know I know the receiving stats aren't what they what they are for a, a good passing offense, but. You know, considering this is this is an offense that I think most Bears fans, I, I assume, are, are feeling pretty optimistic about going forward. Have you seen signs of that, of, of being able to scheme guys open to to give, you know, Justin Fields at least something to throw at? Yeah, like there was an example in the Packers game where uh, you have uh, the lesser St. Brown. I'll go with that because it's true. Uh, <laughs> very true. Uh, you know, them working him, getting him in some open plays against Jair Alexander. Like mm-hmm. you you can you can do that. You can get a handful of plays. It's just that they don't have a consistent passing game outside of that. Like they can definitely scheme guys open, but it's not they can't do it all game. They can, they'll, they'll get the first few drives or they'll get it, you know, in the third or fourth quarter, but then the defense will lock it down because these guys can't get any separation whatsoever on their own. Is there any frustration that uh, the Bears traded a second round pick for, a, you know, Chase Claypool when they just could have taken George Pickens with either one of their second round picks? Yeah, a little bit bubbling over. I think initially I alluded to that tank plan. Like, I think... Ryan Poles wasn't sure if he wanted fields at first. So he was going to treat this as like, Oh, prove it to himself, prove, prove it year. And then once he started to show flashes, like it became, Oh shit, maybe we should like go get him. Like whoever's available at the trade deadline. And it kind of became a panic move. Like, like let's trade a second round pick that now might be number 31 overall because the dolphins have their voided thing. Like there's a little bit of frustration with that. Uh, it does help that Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon are starting to look like players. Like I think I like Jaquan Brisker as a safety. I think he has a great future. Kyler Gordon's starting to like kind of get over those initial rookie pains and making some plays. Uh, but I would have rather, yeah, I would have rather had perhaps Brisker and Pickens rather than giving up what looks like a very, very, very costly pick. Uh, last guy I want to ask about is, is Cole Komet because they're, you know, they're, he is maybe their, their biggest receiving threat going into this game. Um, how how have the the Bears done in terms of relying on him? Is, is he someone that acts kind of as a you know a security blanket for Justin Fields, or is he more of a a downfield weapon that that they can use for for chunk plays? Cole Komet is so hard to talk about because they use him essentially as an eligible offensive tackle most mm. of the time because their offensive line can't block. They don't send him on routes half the time because the offensive line otherwise wouldn't be able to hold up. They they, they have six guys in protection, you know, when they're throwing the, like, I think Fields likes him. I think there was that little bit of that mid-season stretch where you saw him exploding in the red zone. You saw some downfield plays like, okay, there could be something here, but the front is just so bad that they don't use him as much as they could as, as a, as a pass target. That could be a problem, Jeremy, because I don't know if you know this, but the Lions are ranked 26 in DVOA against tight ends. Mm, it's not great. 
Colcomet um, had a pretty good game last time, if I'm remembering correctly. He did. 74 yards and two touchdowns. Um, but let me let me throw it back to you, Ryan, because obviously the Lions defense has been a uh, a topic of discussion, let's say, since Saturday. Wow. Um, it's, it's very generous. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Panthers game was their worst rush run defense performance since they faced the Bears. Yeah. So what is your level of concern right now that the Lions are going to be able to turn it around? And I, to go off that, will it even matter if they're going to be able to turn around like a traditional run game when you have someone as dynamic as Justin Fields on the other side of the field? Yeah, I, I, I just I don't know. And I know we're going to get into our one thing that we think we know uh, next segment. But like, I don't think it really matters in this game. Like, yeah. I think this game is just going to be a shootout. Like there, there's going to be a lot of yards. There's going to be a lot of points. It's it's indoors. It's exactly where the Lions have been right at home offensively. Um, but in terms of their defense, like I, I think the I don't I don't want to wipe away the you know, the play that they had against Saquon Barkley and, and Dalvin Cook and Zonovan Knight and, and they and they bottle up all these guys and then all of a sudden the Panthers hit them with something that they they clearly weren't ready for. Yeah. And um, you know, I I have to hope that that both Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell have the wherewithal and they have the locker room in a place where like, okay that can't happen again. Like, yeah. and, and I believe Dan Campbell, like I, I knew it was going to be the first words out of his mouth, but I, I knew that he was going to take accountability and say like, I didn't have these guys ready. Right. Cause, cause it, it felt that way. Right. Like, I mean, sure. you just can't have run after run after run like that. And you have Jeff Okuda, who's not, you know, wrapping up while he's tackling and you have a Fatu Malfano running the wrong way on, on speed options, Sam Darnold. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, not good. No, not great. We weren't going to talk about this game. I'm sorry. Uh, well, okay. Let me let me spin this into a question to to Robert because maybe for the first time all season, the Bills kind of bottled up the Bears' running game. Um, can you explain how that happened? Was that something that you viewed as maybe just something that the Bears didn't do, or or did the Bills throw something at them that they they weren't expecting? I think it was a combination of the Bears becoming more of a walking wounded team. Mm. So they could, plus the Bills having the talent to actually bottle up. You can put a quarterback spy on fields and you can have someone follow him. In this case, it was Teron Johnson. Uh, you can have someone being ready to cut him down on, on some of those quarterback runs. Um, I don't think the Lions have the horses for that. <laughs> I, I, I don't necessarily think the Bears are going to win, but I don't think the Lions have the horses that the Bills do to replicate that performance. Yeah. I, I don't think I would disagree with you there. And our, our linebacking linebacker coach would certainly not want to use utilize a spy if possible, as he is on record saying he hates spies. He doesn't think they work in the NFL. So, um, but yeah, I, 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 the lines are hurting at safety, which doesn't seem like a particularly good uh, position to be hurting at, um, given how much they utilize one in the, in the run defense. So uh, we'll see. Um, but let's uh, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we will talk about something maybe a little bit more positive for the Lions side. It's their offense against the Bears last ranked defense. Uh, so we will talk about that when we come back here on First Bite, our week 17 preview podcast.
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we are back on First Bite, previewing Week 17 Lions vs. Bears with our good old pal Robert Zaglinski here. Uh, let's talk about the Bears' defense. Um, ranked last in a lot of categories, 31st in points allowed. We are not going to talk about the team that's ranked 32nd. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about – I want to start with their pass defense because it's going to look a little bit different than when the Lions saw them uh, six, seven weeks ago because there are a lot of injuries back there. So, Robert, who's left? And and tell me about them. Um, <laughs> Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon. Okay. That's it. <laughs> no, seri- like, seriously, like, there's no – those are the only two that I would consider guys that are, like, building blocks or – who someone like an NFL offense would actually have to worry or game plan about, or like, keep in mind, like there's Justin Jones up front, but that's, that's more of a rotational guy. That's more of a guy that probably would be better served being next to Jalen Carter, you know, for example, like he's not a guy that is necessarily going to, you know, manhandle an offensive line by himself. Like he's not like that's, that's not a plus guy. So really Kyler Gordon, Jacron Brisker by themselves. How, how have, how teams attack that specifically in the secondary? Is there a guy that they pick on so far or, um, it, you know, are they susceptible to deep balls? Do, do the bears, you know, do something to, to, you know, do, do they drop a bunch just to make sure they aren't beat over the top and then give up a bunch of stuff over the middle? How, how is it played out with just a depleted roster right now? Yeah, I think uh, defensive coordinator, Alan Williams and then Eberflus, Matt Eberflus has, still has like heavy input on that. They, they, would rather to me at least anyway they they would rather concede everything in the middle like they were able to kind of hem in Josh Allen for a half as much as Josh Allen wanted to be Brett Farr and just throw picks across his body um but they were able to hem them in with like the like depth guys like Jalen Jones uh because they're willing to concede like this little like dink and dunk it's very much a bend and break defense which to me is conducive for a situation like this when you actually have the talent i'm less I'm less sold on it, but if you if you want to protect guys that maybe aren't necessarily NFL caliber that are backups, the Bears will give you the slants. The Bears will give you those little dump offs. Like this is like their classic case of a team that's probably perfect for say Amon Ross St. Brown to have another 14 catches. Well, with the back end when we're talking about pass defense, so coincides the pass rush, and uh, 
the, the funniest thing I found as I was doing my scouting report was looking at Jeremy's article from week 10 and seeing that the bears had 13 sacks. Uh, it's week 17. They have 18. So like Robert Quinn is still fourth in their team in pressures with 14. Like what has gone wrong? Like did the bears just sell off everybody in terms of Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn and, and Roquan Smith. And now they're just running with backups. They're running with backups and rotational guys. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's really it. There's not, this is like, like I, I saw a tweet and I, and I wanted to pull it up before this, but they had their first quarterback hit for the first time in five weeks, like last, like against the bills <laughs> five weeks without like a legitimate quarterback hit. Like there's no talent on these guys. Like there's like, there's Travis Gibson. Um, you, there, you, you have like, players again that would be better if they were legitimate starters around them but they're playing out of roles they're like number threes and number four is playing as starters that's the biggest thing so again is, is there something that the bears scheme then do they do they blitz a lot or do they just like they sit on their hands and be like okay we know we're not going to get to the rusher so again we're just going to like make sure nothing gets beat over the top it's legitimately funny watching them pass rush. Like if you intently watch a specific play of them, it's just like guys like plotting their feet, like trying to get by any offensive line. Uh, so no, I think they concede that. I think mm. at this point they concede that and would rather like, it goes back to the original Ben, but don't break mentality. Mm. Like this pass rush isn't getting home against anybody. Well, let's, let's talk about the run defense then. Um, lines have been really trying to get the run game going for a couple of weeks now, have not been very successful really for the past two months. Um, last It feels like last time Jack Sanborn was was kind of guy who's getting a lot of praise, their undrafted rookie. He's obviously on IR now, and he had the the interception that, that didn't count in that game obviously as well. Um, who, who sticks out in terms of that um, unit for the Bears and – again is is there is there anything that the lines need to know need to be afraid of a guy that they need to to keep an eye on that that might you know cause the line some struggles this week i'm sounding like a broken record in, in basically saying no but uh <laughs> nicholas morrow i guess nicholas morrow is like your like veteran fill-in that would again otherwise be okay like he's probably the the lone another front not the lone but another front seven guy that is like okay he's a starter he can like he can be admirable in spots he had a pick last week against Allen, even though Allen threw it right to him um yeah but there's not really like sanborn was the bright spot sanborn's probably a guy that they're going to want to build around in the future so not necessarily build around but you know uh really moro maybe joe maybe joe thomas there's like another undrafted free agent guy. Like they're they're like throwing things at the wall. They're honestly like crawling to the finish line. Like when I see an offense like the Lions with that offensive line, that is just very funny to me that any advanced analytics would consider them better than the Bears. Um, it it warms my heart as someone that wants the Bears to lose. It warms my heart <laughs> as someone that wants the Bears to lose. I I don't know. I I feel like we're kind of at the point where like the Bears defense it's bad. And like, I, I guess it is. it's awful. Yeah, I, yeah I, you, you don't need to convince me. I, I think I think I'm totally on board with that. Um, I, I guess the only curiosity question that I have is like, when you look at this Bears team week to week, like what does it seem like from their defense that like is semi consistent? Like, is there anything about anything at any of the three levels that they that they do at least semi well? Because maybe they might have success against the Lions that way. I mean, Brisker's 
excellent in the box. And Briskers is like he's they've started to use him as more of a roamer, as more of a guy that can kind of like play all over the defense. And he's thriving in that role. Um, is that because Eddie Jackson went on the shelf or do you think that that was maybe always in the cards for him? I think that was always in the cards. I think he has that skill set. He's versatile enough to be really good in coverage and really and really play well in the box. I mean, you you all noted it himself. He has four sacks, but he's he's very active either way. Uh, I like Kyler Gordon as a nickel guy. I mean, theoretically, I don't know that how he would necessarily fare well with Amon Ross St. Brown like in the slot, but that's a guy that okay, like he's starting. There was a play last week against the Bills where it wasn't his responsibility at all. And he tailed off and saw that Allen was going to go to like Isaiah McKenzie in the red zone and made like an awesome acrobatic pick. Like those are, there are glimpses of that, of that kind of thing where like, okay, these two, we can build our game plans around them. Like we can count on them to make plays. And I guess in the context of the Lions game, then yeah, maybe Gordon against St. Brown would be a matchup to watch. Last thing for me on before we get to our prediction segment is is the the takeaways, right? They've had, what, six in the past two games or something like that and and against decent offenses for sure. So is that is that the result of what you just said, kind of hero ball from a couple of really good players or or maybe is this is is this just like an aggressive Bills defense that, you know, they just watch videos of Charles Tillman every week? Aggressive Bills. Bears, Bears, sorry. No, I, I, I think it's, I think it's a product of, uh, I think it's a product of Brisker and Gordon. Um, yeah. I'm really like, I was admittedly very sour on those guys when they were initially drafted just because of the context of like helping fields, but they've been, they've been boons even in like with really nothing else around them. Like they are absolutely balling right now. And I think um, you have the potential for cornerstones that are kind of like flipping the f- the field in that way, at least. Is that, is that really, I, just to, to build off that, because, you know, I, I look at this Bears team and, and I'm, I'm with you. Like, I don't see a lot of good coming from this defense. And I see the Lions as a top six, seven offense in this league. And I'm thinking, even though the Lions defense is not playing good football right now and it's a bad matchup against the Bears running game, this this could, you know, tip heavily in the Lions favor if, if they clean some things up de- defensively, which they have in the past. How are they keeping all these games close? Uh, I think it's a product of (laughs) you play a little bit to the scheme. So like, let's say, for example, offensively, like they have a first play drive against the Bills that's scripted and they score right away with Dante Pettis. That's not going to be sustainable throughout the game, but you can you can land that initial haymaker. Same general principle applies to the defense before James Cook explodes last week against Buffalo. They have everything hemmed in. They're getting Josh Allen to take risks. And so he throws a few picks to Morrow and Gordon. Um, same general principle here. As long as the Lions, if the Lions shoot themselves in the foot, they're going to keep them, they're going to keep themselves around. But the Bears have a kind of like the best way to put it, have a shelf life of how viable they're going to be in the game. They're going to play well for 20 to 30 minutes. And then after that, it's Justin Fields play hero, or we're going to lose by two touchdowns. Fair enough. That's a good answer. Any questions for you, Ryan, before we get into prediction time here? No, no. I think Robert let us know how bad the Bears defense is. <laughs> I think I think we got I, a clear picture. They're there. awful! I just... <laughs> All right, let's go to the segment that we call the one thing we think we know, which is the prediction portion. It does not have to be a score prediction, does not have to be a winner prediction. It can just be, we. I'm pretty sure this is going to happen in the game. So, 
Ryan, we like like we said, we're not gonna go back to last week. We're not gonna we're not gonna see what our predictions were like last week because by all means last week didn't happen. So for Lions versus Bears, Ryan, what is the one thing you think you know? Okay. I think the one thing I think I know about this Lions game is they need to get the running game right. And I think that there couldn't be a better opportunity to get things moving in the right direction than against this Bears team. Like, can't really stop the run. Um, but the Lions haven't really been able to do it. So I is is it a is it a product of you know the past few you know run defenses have, have just gotten the better of them? Is Jamal Williams starting to wear down? Um, you know, I, I I think that this is an opportunity for the running backs to really help keep the lions where they want to be. And that's having their offense on the field. I think as, as few times as you can put the ball in Justin Fields hands is, is a good thing and a good recipe to, to stopping the bears. Cause he, he seems like a one man army. So like the way you're going to do that is you're going to run the football. So I think that for the first time in God, it feels like forever. I don't think that they haven't had like a 150 yard game. I think in, it's been since the giants, like, so it's been a while, and uh, I think that this is they finally get on the right track. I'm looking for over 150 rushing yards from the from the Lions this week. I like it. That's it's December football, even though it's technically gonna be January. Um, Robert, I'll throw it's it to you. 2022, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, Robert, what is the one thing you think you know about Lions Bears? I think the Bears will play it close. In that first half, I don't necessarily think the Lions are going to blow them out. And in the in like the overall placement of that first half, Jared Goff is going to throw a pick to Kyler Gordon, trying to force feed a ball to Amon Ross St. Brown. I think Kyler Gordon is going to force at least one turnover in a game uh, that will be a lot closer than Lions fans will appreciate, at least in the first half. Should, should we provide a disclaimer that says we did not give Robert Zaglinski money to say bad things about Jared Goff? <laughs> No, in fact, I'm going to remind him or maybe tell him for the first I mean, I'm not very fond of Jared Goff in general. I do hope you all stick with him for the long term. <laughs> Has not thrown an interception in seven weeks, six weeks? We'll so, throw one to Kyler Gordon. That is one thing I think I know. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, all right, the one thing I think I know about this game is that I'm hammering the over. I, I feel like I've been taking a lot of over-unders, which is funny because I never bet them when we do our picks. Um, but yeah, this one, what was the, the score of the first one was 31 30, I think. Yeah. And I think the over under is 52. Yeah. Something like that, which is the highest of the week. And I don't think that's high enough. Quite honestly, uh, the lines are obviously giving up a lot of big plays on defense. Uh, I, I think the, the lines offense matches matches up very well against the bears defense. So I, th- I think even though I, like you said, Ryan, the lines might want to play kind of small ball here and, and limit possessions and keep the ball out of, um, Justin Fields' hands. I I think both teams are. You know what? I'll 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 since over unders are boring boring. I'll I'll change it. I will say between both teams, they're going to be five plays of forty plus yards. Okay, and four of them come from Jamison Williams. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> uh, all right, let's close things up there. Uh, before we we do though, uh, Robert, let me give you an opportunity to promote yourself in any sort of way. Where can the people find you, or just give them a recommendation for anything if you don't want to promote yourself? Uh, 
y'all can read me at for the win uh nfl coverage i am very high on the lions as much as i trade barbs here with jeremy and uh ryan um so y'all can read my name there for the win uh and then in general as we head into 2023 i would just urge you all please be kind to each other wow you you almost stole my line um But yes, we will try to be more kind to you in the future, Robert, when both of our teams are good and we're actually playing for things. Well, I meant in general, but oh, okay. thank you as well. Sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> Baby steps, right? <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you, Robert, for your time. Thank you all for listening. And thank you, of course, to our live audience here on twitch.tv slash pride of Detroit. If you want to join us for next week, the uh, the big game between the Lions and Packers, we usually record these on Thursday nights. Um, and we will be back after the game this week. Uh, since it is a home game, it'll be a later record on twitch.tv slash Pride Detroit. It's around the 7, 730 mark. But until then, for Robert, for Ryan, my name's Jeremy. It's Chaos. Be kind. <laughs>